When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Watching highlights. Philadelphia is really out to play in Montreal, at least after one period. Best of seven series. The good team catches up and passes the bad team. Best of five, not so much. Steelers camp is finally starting to get some buzz. Maybe because they're wearing pads and doing seven shots and doing some manly football camp type of things. And then Chase Claypool made this great catch in the end zone over Joe Hayden that everybody is buzzing about, even Joe Hayden. So, football actually seems like it's back at about time. So as we begin to wallow in the joy of Steeler camp, here's a list of the Steelers who will make or break the season. And not a guy like Minka, and for sure not Ben, not Cam Hayward. Those guys are givens. Let's drill down a bit deeper. So, Eric Ebron, the new tight end. He's exactly what Ben's always wanted. A big target, he'll be a frequent target. He's a hybrid of receiver and tight end. Chase Claypool, the rookie wideout, could be big in the red zone like Ebron and might usurp a lot of Juju's playing time. Deontay Johnson, he's got to be a number one receiver. You need one of those, and he's the best bet. Villanueva and Chooks, the tackles can't suck, and there's a chance they might. Anthony McFarlane, he's a rookie, yeah, but Connor's going to get hurt. McFarlane is the X factor. Devin Bush, the second-year backer, he's going to play a lot more, and he needs to play at least a little better. Terrell Edmonds, if Mick is going to freelance at one safety, Edmonds has to make reads and pick up slack at the other safety. Hayden and Nelson, they're not bad, but Hayden is 31, and Nelson has had... An inconsistent career, but was very good last year. They've got to maintain if that defense is going to maintain. So there you go. If I've left anybody out, please chime in, but not the obvious guys. We know Cam needs to play well, Ben, Minka, etc. Captain Emo brought to you by 84 Lumber, helping you build the right way since 1956, and by Wall Family Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. By the way, the Cam Hayward situation stinks. That's part of my blog today. All-pro performer, irreplaceable leader in that locker room, but he's 31, and for the Steelers, signing him for big money and long-term don't make sense. Maybe a franchise guy for the season. We'll have the tag available after Dupree uh, wears the tag for second time this season. Just give it to Camp for a year after that. I love Claypool. A, he looks good already. B, 
He's going to put Juju on the train out of town. You watch. Claypool's going to usurp opportunity from Juju. And part of it's going to be because he's the focus guy and Juju's the branding guy. Claypool replacing Juju, that writing was on the wall the minute Claypool got drafted. If Claypool comes through, Juju might be the number four receiver and he for sure won't be the number one receiver. That said, with this offense and with Ben, whoever the number four receiver might be, he's going to stay busy. Ben is apparently slinging the ball pretty good, and okay, what else is new? He's Ben, and he's back. Like I said earlier, I posted a blog on Juju today on the X webpage. You will not like it. Oh, and uh, that poll I posted yesterday on Twitter, who should the Steelers extend, Cam or Juju? Cam got 91% of the votes, and Juju got nine. Yikes, nine. 5,500 people voted. You like Juju, but you know what's up, too. 412-333-WXDX. What else do I got going here? Oh, uh, Nick Saban, the Alabama coach. As we know, the SEC, ACC, and uh, Big 12 say they're going to try to play in the fall. And Nick Saban said it all about the possibility of the Big Ten and Pac-12 and really any conference playing in the spring. He says if you play college football in the spring, the opt-outs would turn spring football into JV football. And Booger McFarlane, who's usually just a total fool, he said today on ESPN that if you play spring football, not only will the first and second round picks opt out, anybody who has a chance of being drafted will opt out. It will be hundreds of players. And it's not often that I think Booger McFarlane is probably correct, but in this case, he's probably correct. Here's an interesting pandemic stat. Yes, we're keeping stats on the pandemic. According to Grubhub, they deliver food from everywhere to everyone. What food item showed the biggest increase in orders with Grubhub? Since the pandemic started back in March. I think the key word there is increase because I thought it would be pizza. But everybody already orders pizza anyway. You know what it was? Spicy chicken sandwich. That is a very popular item. From several places, the spicy chicken sandwich. I've never tried the Popeye's one yet. That is the one everybody talks about, right? The Popeye's spicy chicken. I've had the Wendy's spicy chicken on many occasions. And it is uh, very good. I'd like to try the Popeye's one at some point, but uh, I never thought that would be the item that showed the biggest increase in orders. That's what happens when you can't get conversation you go and you talk about things like the spicy chicken sandwich. I just brought up Stillers. Stillers, Stillers, Stillers. I can't wait till Juju's the number four receiver. And I can't wait till he leaves town, courtesy of Chase Claypool, at the end of the season. I can't wait. I can't wait to jam it in all your faces. If that means you don't listen to the show, I am perfectly content with that. I cannot wait to jam it in all your faces. And might I add, more and more people are agreeing with me on this one. More and more people are saying, you know what? You were right about AB. You're right about this goof, too. More and more people saying that. Uh... 
I'm telling you, Ebron's going to be the story of the season. Unless he just becomes a doofus and, I, I don't know, he's a bit, he's a handful. That's the best way to put it. And he does tend to have great seasons or bad seasons. But if this guy plays like he can, because that's the guy Ben's been waiting for. I got to tell you, the B team had an interesting topic. I saw it on Twitter. I should have thought of this. They basically discussed who kisses Ben's ass more, Ryan Switzer or Vance McDonald. That's a tough call. Because when they talk to the media about Ben, if Ben was standing right there, they might French kiss him. That's how thick they lay it on. I would tend to think it's Switzer because Switzer doesn't belong in the league. But he, he, he stays on the Steelers, I believe, by being Ben's Bobo. McDonald just likes being Ben's Bobo. That is true love right there. 412-333-WXDXO. Eric Ebron, Chase Claypool. The thing about Deontay Johnson is if he's not the number one receiver, I just don't know who is. Washington's a speed guy. Juju's a slot guy. Claypool's a rookie. Deontay Johnson has the biggest, most versatile skill set of all those guys. If he's not the number one receiver, I just don't know who is. And the defense, if even one backer gets hurt, inside or outside, they're in trouble. A lot of trouble. By the way, Javon Hargrave got hurt pretty good for Philadelphia. Might be out for a while. That's a shame. Good player, good stealer, good guy. 412-333-WXX. I'm watching the Flyers of Canadians. It's 1-0 Philadelphia. Oh, good chance for Montreal turned aside. But uh, I'm watching this game, and I'm looking at the Canadians. And they're, they have 24 Stanley Cups. That's That's a bit of an outlier because... You know, they won, uh, well, let's see. How many did they win when the when the league was six teams? They won at least eight after it was six teams. But they won, you know, a ton when it was only six teams. And they had the advantage of having all the French players, anybody of French-Canadian ancestry automatically went to Canadians. They had to turn them down. And, you know, that's a, that's a pretty good group of players, Bellevue, Richard, all those guys. You know what must have pissed teams off back then? One of the greatest Canadians ever is Howie Morenz, who's not a French Canadian, but they got him anyway somehow. You know, just just take the French guys. Leave something for us, all right? But any hoodles, uh, when I watch the Canadians, they have so many great players from all those cup teams. Now it's 92. 77. They look like a roller hockey team, but not even a very good one with all those goofy numbers. They should just put the names in the rafters and unretire the numbers. The Penguins do it perfectly. 66, the greatest, 21, the tragedy, and that's it. Nobody else retired. Sid will be retired, though, and should be. I'm not sure it's going to happen with Yager. I'm not sure. We got Stan Saverin at the bottom of the hour. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. 
Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. 105.9. Here's some news that sounds like it's bad for the person afflicted, but but maybe not. Artie Burns, who was a first-round pick here in Pittsburgh and really just soiled the bed constantly as a quarterback here. He tore his ACL at camp with the Chicago Bears. Now he's out for the season. You know what can't happen after you tear your ACL, don't you? You can't get cut. You know what happens if you can't get cut? You definitely get paid. I think Artie probably would have made the Bears. But why take a chance? I wish the guy quick recovery, but I think he just sucks. And I think this may turn out to be a good career move. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes got blown out last night. All right, power play for Montreal. Go, Habs, go. And they lose the draw, and it's clear, and I think Philadelphia has a breakaway. No, one on two. One on three. Holding, holding, passing, broken up. Uh, Arizona, Philly has the puck back. This penalty's almost over already. Here comes Ellie Couturier. Couturier's a great penalty killer. Great defensive center, not bad offensively either. Okay, Arizona got killed by Colorado yesterday, three games to one. Three game. They trail three games to one. They got beat seven to one yesterday. And now with the elimination game coming up for Arizona, Talkin kind of called his players out. That's uh, Rick Talkin, the Arizona coach formerly of this parish. And he said, it was embarrassing and now you look for players not to hide. He also said, I hear that the players don't enjoy being in the bubble. Now we'll see who wants to and doesn't. Talking called his guys out. I know the Penguins have a different, more accomplished team. I know it's a different atmosphere. I know not every coach is the same. I felt like Sully should have called his guys out after blowing that 3-1 lead in Game 3. I thought he should have challenged them. By all accounts, he did not do so, not even privately. I thought he should have challenged them out loud and in the dressing room. And I'm even more sure of that now that Tockett did it with Arizona. 412-333-WXDX, the number to call. I'm telling you, I keep hearing with the Steelers. Anthony McFarland's going to be a guy, maybe even the guy if Connor gets hurt. I am told he'll be the second string running back behind only Connor before you know it. That's what I hear. I heard they liked the way he'd fit in out there with the double tight. That those guys would open up space splitting, going in motion, whatnot. I hear they like the guy. We'll see. Of course, they also like chooks, and that can only lead to bad. Okay, 412-333-WXDX. Up next, he is the godfather of the Pittsburgh sports media. Power plays over. God, Montreal barely touched the puck. You know what they look? Tired. Montreal looks tired, especially the three guys who played the whole game on defense. That's going to add up, but you got to do it because they're your your studs, and the other guys stink, and you got to do it. But eventually, using three D lot wears out, unless it's Robinson, Lapointe, and Savard, which these three are not. Although they're good. One hundred five nine. The X. The X at one hundred five nine. Joining me now. 
He is the godfather of the Pittsburgh sports media. You can hear him on ESPN 970 and see him on AT&T Sportsnet. We welcome back to the program Stan Saverin. Stan, what's your take on the controversy with Fernando Tatis Jr.? I can't believe he felt compelled to apologize for hitting a grand slam home run. Yeah, um, it's just it's just asinine. Um, the the manager, the San Diego manager, um, felt that he had to apologize. Um, it turns out Tatis actually missed a sign. My question is, why did he get the take sign in the first place? I can see if it's a tie game, a one-run game, you got a 3-0 count, maybe he walks in the winning run or something like that. Uh, you know, there, there's no need to apologize for anything. The whole thing about baseball's unwritten rules is absolutely asinine. I didn't realize you weren't allowed to swing with the bases loaded to 3-0 count that it depended upon what the score was. Uh, just, you know, there's so many asinine, unwritten baseball rules. Uh, this, it just fries me. It shouldn't even be labeled a controversy. You know, why are we even talking about this? Uh, it just, it, it just, it's just stupid. Uh, and it, it's one of the, I think, one of the reasons why baseball's losing in popularity. Uh, when you stop and think about one that really always fries me, that a batter is not allowed to stand at home plate when he hits a home run and watch it, or he has to sprint around the bases, otherwise he's showing up the pitcher. Meanwhile, it's okay for the pitcher to throw at his head because he hit a home run the last time, but the batter's not allowed to flip his bat. It just, it just, it's just asinine. Stan, I agree, and the reason we're talking about it is because, as you know, it can be a long three hours. But, uh, <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I wasn't challenging because I spent the whole segment on it. No, no, no. I, I know. And Taylor Twelman, who's a a soccer analyst, former U.S. men's national team player, he hit it right on the money. He tweeted, "Baseball is exhausting and so self righteous it drives young fans away." And I think the players and the unwritten code, which ties in, of course, to the players. They have too much ownership in baseball. They made it their game and not the fans' game and not a better game, and it's become quite detrimental. You know, the funny part about that is, obviously, generations change, younger players come up, um, yet they still feel bound by stuff they were doing in 1940. Uh, you know, you would think that with, you know, younger players, and maybe we're seeing a bit of that, they still feel bound by the rules of baseball, maybe because more than any other sport, they spend more time in the minor leagues and they get indoctrinated to all that. You'd think that you know younger people um, would would change that dynamic. Well, instead, uh, they're coached by older guys. I think right. that's what happens because look at those two dorky managers uh, yesterday. His own manager, Jace Tingler, whose name sounds like a marital aide, might I add. Uh, he's Here, criticizing his own guy for hitting a grand slam. Did that remind you of Dirk Diggler from that movie Boogie Nights? When I heard that name, that's what it sounded like to me. Um, yeah, it's just again these these norms of baseball. I mean, you know, for for all the tra- traditions that are paid to, for example, in hockey, which is superstition laden, you know, nobody seems to argue about guys you know hugging each other after a goal. I mean, that would be the same thing as mugging it up at home plate, right? Uh, what are you doing? Are you disrespecting the goaltender by doing that? No, you're not. Um, and I loved James Shields, who was a very successful pitcher for Tampa and the White Sox. He had a great quote. He said, don't like it, pitch better. Yeah, and uh, Jameson Tylen said roughly the same thing, although he's yep. a nicer guy. And, and the only time it rears its head in hockey stand is once in a while – 
a team with the big lead will put its number one power play out there late, and the other coach and players will get a bit antsy. But that's tough crap, too. Well, you know what? I really thought that Vigneault was just trying to send a message, get his team Oh, right, that's up. what it was. That's what it was. Exactly. And, you know, that, that gamesmanship happens all the time um, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. He was, you know, they got, they got run out of the building, five to nothing, and he was already sending a message, you know, trying to divert attention from the fact that his team sucks, although they're winning today two to nothing. Stan, uh, let's talk about the Steelers. What are the big issues at camp? And at least now they have the pads on, and it kind of feels like camp, doesn't it? I mean, it does, sort of. Um, you know, I've not been there, but, you know, you see the visuals and the pictures and the videos that you're seeing. I mean, it's compressed. We've all been out there. They have 300-yard fields, uh, you know, to, to practice on, send different groups into different areas. I was a little surprised that they went 11-on-11 yesterday with tackling. Uh, <clears throat> I, you know, I knew they would open with backs on backers. I was a little see, uh, surprised to see them hit right away, but... You only have 14 padded practices, so you might as well get to it. There are, I mean, Ben, obviously, okay? But here's something that I'm very interested to see, and we don't know yet. I, I would like to see how much double tight end sets they will use. Uh, assuming McDonald's healthy, they got Ebron to be a pass-receiving tight end. Um, in, in a Zoom call today, McDonald said that Ebron is the missing piece and the key to the Steelers' offense. So, number one, I would like to see how much of that double tight end set they're going to use, and will they use a third wide receiver, and will then send the running back to the bench. You can only have so many guys, right? So double tight end, two or three wide receivers, would that eliminate the running back from a pass pattern, which would be an empty set, no one back there to block. The second thing, and it's kind of in accordance with that, Mark, uh, I want to see exactly how often they're going to use Derek Watt as a traditional fullback. I want to see how often they lined up uh, either in an eye or a pro set with a fullback and whoever the running back is. I mean, they, they paid the guy a lot of money, uh, not just to play special teams. Um, they they you know, felt that he was a Pro Bowl caliber fullback. I want to see how often they will actually use a fullback. Uh, I agree, Stan, and I'd like to see them – if they're serious about restoring the running game, which they pay lip service to every year, I'd like to see that. But I want to stick with Ebron for a second because Ben's really never had that type of target, has he? A guy who's part tight end and part receiver. You can split him. You can put him in motion. He's really a lot for the other team to think about, isn't he? He absolutely is. I mean, the closest thing they had or thought they had was Ladarius Green. And that's why they went out and got him. They were looking at a double tight end set, and they thought that they could take advantage of teams down you know, the seams. Uh, it's you know, it really one of the things that changed when the Patriots had Gronkowski and, and Aaron Hernandez. Uh, and, and teams began not only to go to that offensively, but it changed the kind of linebackers that you would end up drafting. Remember the kid Sean Spence, the kid who ripped up his knee from Miami. That's why they drafted him in the third round, because they wanted a linebacker who covered tight ends deep down the field. Um, Ebron, and man, listen, McDonald to a, to a degree is supposed to be that guy too. Um, he is if, if you will, uh, Kellen Winslow. I, I mean, senior, not junior. Junior's an idiot. But I'd say, you know, senior is a pro bowl, uh, a Hall of Fame tight end, a guy who just as easily could have been a wide receiver and really played like that. That could be a dynamic weapon for this team. Um, it may limit, you know, the time for some wide receivers, but 
So what? You got a six-five guy who can run down the field. Um, there aren't many defenses that can match up with a guy like that. Chase Claypool might fit that description too, Stan. He impressed uh, with a pretty good catch yesterday. But will they trust a rookie enough to play him very much, especially in a season with no preceding exhibition games? Uh, I think that you know what I think that that and running back are the two. I mean, they have to know their assignments, and they have to learn how to read more sophisticated defense. But positions like that, oftentimes, just their natural skill will get them on the field. Uh, again, you know, a very talented running back, certainly he has to know what the blocking schemes are. He has to pass protect on occasion, but natural instinct takes over. I mean, I think Chase Claypool, if he's got the athletic ability, look at Deontay Johnson last year. Now, Here's a case where he didn't go right. He was injured initially, uh, but as the season wore on, he became more comfortable, and we all know the kind of quarterbacking that he was dealing with. Uh, I, I don't see any reason, if the kid is the real deal, that he won't begin to get significant amount of snaps. Again, it's, the one, I think, the one position, maybe one of two, where you can take a rookie and you can fill him in, and his natural athletic gifts will take over. We're talking to Stan Saverin, the godfather. He's brought to you by the law firm of Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. They got your back, not your wallet. Stan, let's stick with receiver. How will the depth chart at wide receiver shake down? Who does what? How do they divvy up the responsibility? Well, my guess is right now you're probably looking, uh, uh, you know, obviously at Juju. Um, I, I, uh, yeah, but I think Walsh. he's in the slot, don't you? Well, yeah, if, uh, if, if they believe that Deontay Johnson and the, and the, the key here is James Washington. I mean, I don't think we can expect to see Claypool on September the 14th, not in the starting position. So the key is, will James Washington, um, step forward? Will he break out? Now, I may have been a little bit too hard on him. I admit I may have been wrong. Um, I haven't seen much from him, but then I looked at his numbers from last year and given the, circumstances uh, in which he had to deal, um, statistically he had a pretty good year. If he's ready to go, yeah, they can move Juju inside and you know play Deontay Johnson and James Washington outside. Um, you can also, obviously, work Claypool in. Uh, and again, I get back to my initial, uh, our initial conversation. If you're going to use a lot of double tight end, you may not see as many three wide receivers as we have in the past. It's to me not not that they would keep four. I'm sure they'll keep five, but it sure seems to me like if Juju's going to play the slot, and I hate to pick on the guy, is there really any need for Ryan Switzer? I'd rather pick on Juju, but yeah, I don't think there's I know, any. I know, I know you any would. need for for Ryan Switzer to be sure, but he's you know Ben's Bobo, and and that's that. Now, are they making the right decision on the offensive line, which is basically playing Chooks over Wisniewski? They're moving fire to accommodate that. And boy, in a season, Stan, with no exhibition games, like I said, I might stick with a veteran instead of a healthy scratch guy. Well, I mean, you, you could do that. That severely limits you know, your depth, although now uh, Kevin Dotson got hurt today. We don't know how serious that is. Um, and th- that affects your depth as well. We have to assume that he is going to make the team as a fourth-round pick. Um, I think what they want are guys, as much as possible, they want guys who are familiar with the system. Now, 
I think that's a bit of an overstatement. I mean, Stefan Wisniewski has been in the league for more than a decade. I mean, he's played for two Super Bowl champions the last couple of years. I have no doubt that you could you know, slide him in there and have no problems whatsoever. I mean, I really think that they'll begin the season. They want Chukes to win that job. They think he's got great upside. They got nothing out of him last year, but they think he's got great upside. I think that they, all things being equal, he'll win that job over Banner and keep Banner as depth at tackle and when they decide to go uh, short yardage and that sort of thing. Uh, but I also think it'll depend on how Chukes or Banner performs. Look, if they're not doing the job, then they do have the option of putting Filer back there and moving to Wisniewski in a guard. Again, though, if you do that, you are really limiting your depth. If Minka freelances like Troy, can Terrell Edmonds mature into being Ryan Clark? Because that part of the equation is non-negotiable if you let a safety kind of make his own way out there, isn't it? Yeah, and I have severe doubts about that. Um, and I have doubts about Edmonds just playing his position. But in all fairness to him, he's not Ryan Clark. I mean, he's not that kind of player. I mean, you know, they're talking about, you know, as a hybrid guy. I mean, Ryan Clark was never going to play inside as a linebacker. Uh, so, I mean, I expect him to kind of, and even if you remember, Mark, this guy I think was underappreciated before Clark came in. That was Chris Hope. Um, you know, before he left as a free agent, which led them to go out and get Ryan Clark from the Redskins, uh, they're different type players. So, no, I don't think that, A, they can expect that of Edmonds. I don't think they'll ask him of that. And, therefore, I think that they – when we use the term freelance, there's Troy freelance and then there's Minka freelance. I think they're two entirely different things. I think so, too, Stan, but I don't like them letting Minka freelance – uh, they led the league in takeaways and sacks. They're doing it because of his vanity, because he wants to make more plays. Although, to be fair, the other team's defenses, uh, offenses rather, did stay away from him in the second half of last season. But that defense is anything but broke. I don't see any need to, to do something like this. I honestly think that when, I mean, freelance is a relative term. I think what they're talking about is, and I don't think he'll have Troy, um, you know, like freedom, but I would think what they're talking about here is now that he fully understands all the nuances of the defense, that he is capable of doing more things. That's entirely different than the connotation of freelance here. You just go out and run around, right. we'll cover for you. I mean, I just think that they're going to try to take advantage of him now having a full, or basically a full year in the system. And with his gifts, which are special, he can do more things. I don't think it's a matter, say, okay, you got you ten guys do this, um, Minka will do that. Yeah, but there is a trickle, Don. they got to read. But, uh, again, I'm not sure I see the need. By the way, Stan, Mark Cabali just uh, posted a video of Ryan Switzer running a route, and I retweeted and tagged it. Jesus, I thought they gave the ball boy a snap. <laughs> uh, Stan, speaking of which, it's early days, but everyone says Ben is zinging it, uh, yeah. looking good. I'm not so sure we expect it any different, but it's good to see, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it really is. I mean, McDonald said today in his Zoom call that, I mean, he's just zipping in there. I mean, everybody you talk to, um, he's throwing hard. I did see Kabali report that he seemed to, Ben was working on some longer balls today, that, you know, he may, it looked like he may have been short-arming a couple, uh, maybe holding back a little bit. Frankly, I think that's smart. You know, it's still a month before the season begins. I mean, I, I you know, again, it's like spring training. Um, you know, a guy coming off Tommy John isn't going straight to the mound and throwing 100 fastballs in a row at 98 miles an hour. So 
what the receivers are saying, uh, McDonald's saying that you know it's coming in there just like it it always did. Um, so far, so good. I mean, from all we heard in the off season, there was no reason uh, reason to expect otherwise. Uh, Stan, finally, uh, Cam Hayward. Nobody's negotiating with him right now. The Steelers, not the contract. He's thirty-one. Juju's in the final year of his contract too. How do you think that those two will resolve themselves? Uh, I wish they could sign Cam. I don't think they're going to at 31, not long-term. I think Juju will price himself out. Or if he's bad, why would they want him? And anyway, they don't give receivers second contracts. How will that play out? Well, I think that Cam will get a contract. Uh, but I, I hope think, so. Yeah, I do too. Um, and look, professional sports today, the way it works is you get paid for what you did not for what you're about to do. That's just the way it works. That's just the way it is. My guess is that it may be for less money in total, but it probably will be for a shorter term. I mean, in all honesty, um, why would you sign Cam Hayward for more than a three-year contract? I mean, do you really expect him to be playing when he's 35 at that position? Well, Stan, if you had to, you could franchise him for a year because Dupree will be gone. Well, I mean, you could, but, you know, defensive ends make a pretty good buck, too. Um uh, you know, the, uh, you, I, I have a feeling that Villanueva may not be there next year. Um, uh, and, you know, w- I think one of the big hold-up here is, is not that they want to, you know, low-ball Cam Hayward. What they don't know is what is the cap going to be. You know, we know about the NHL. It's going to be a flat cap until revenues increase. Right now, I mean, the NFL doesn't know what the cap is going to be because they have no idea what their revenue is going to look like. You know, that may be why the Steelers are kind of, you know, holding off here before they, you know, get into serious negotiation. And I would also bring up, I'm I'm tired of hearing myself say it. I'm boring myself to tears. The Steelers' philosophy of not negotiating during the season is archaic. It's arcane. It doesn't, it doesn't work anymore. There's no reason whatsoever while they can't negotiate with not only him, but any player past September the 14th. Uh, you've been in contract negotiations, so have I. Not for that kind of, well, I shouldn't speak for you, but not for that kind of money. No, no, not quite that kind of money, Stan, in my case. Okay. And you are the same age, um, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, again, if, if I'm in a contract situation, I've been there. I'm speaking from some experience at a much lower level. It's more distracting to me not to know that they're negotiating with me than if they are. I mean, I would rather, as a, quote, player, I would rather know that they're, they're talking. Yeah. Rather than say, oh, we're done. Um, I, I, then your future's really uncertain. Um, and, and so, I mean, I, I just think, and I've, I've been saying this for 20 years, it, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. Stan, great stuff as always. How was your vacation? Where'd you go? Anywhere? I didn't go anywhere. It was a porch view, but um, I did exciting things like go to the dentist. You can't beat that for fun. The staycation. It's the way of the world, Stan. The new normal. (laughs) Thanks again. We'll talk to you on your show later in the week. That's Stan Saverin, brought to you by the law firm of Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. It's now time to Ask Mark Anything. The bonus segment, dial 412-333-WXDX and Ask Mark Anything, but it's time now. For Mike Pursuta's Steelers training camp report here on 105.9 The X. Nine. It's time for the bonus segment of Ask Mark Anything, brought to you by Fox Bet. Make the call. Download the app today. Adults 21 and over. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, got a couple tweets. Corey and Carnegie says, worst receiver, Ryan Switzer or Lima Swede? It's a tough one. 
Lima Swede was at least, you know, big enough to get on the big kids' rides at Kennywood. Uh, I, like I said, I retweeted a video that Kabali posted of Switzer running a route, and I said, Jesus, they let the ball boy run a route. He is so small, it looks ridiculous. Remember in Rudy, when he uh, finally gets to play at the end, and his friend D-Bop, he's at the game, John Favreau, yells out, he looks so little! Well, same thing with Switzer when he gets on the field. Uh, Jagger tweets, besides Colin Coward, who are the other national radio guys you like? Boy, almost nobody. My favorite national radio show ever besides Colin Coward, who is the best there is, was, and ever will be uh, for national sports radio. I, I like Geo and uh, and uh, Boomer. That's uh, Greg Giannotti, formerly of the B team, and Boomer Esiason. They're on in New York, but you could see them on C. I think they're nationally syndicated, right? CBS Sports Radio, and you could see their show on TV, which I often do in the morning if I have nothing uh, else to watch on the treadmill. That's a good show. Geo's great. I mean, I was friends with him when he worked here in Pittsburgh. I have a lot of time for that guy. I really liked Golik and Greenberg. That was a great combination. I, I liked Golik and Bruno, too. Golik and Wingo, not as much. But Golik and Greenberg was great. I guess Greeny's back on ESPN Radio in the afternoon now. I can't imagine that he's anchoring their major show on the whole network, which is the morning show. And then they want him to stick around and do radio, and I can't imagine that he agreed to do it. Then again, it's not a time to say no in the media industry. And really, that's about it. I never got Jim Rome. I'm not saying he's bad. I just never got him. And like I said, that news show, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, oh, God, is it bad. It is so bad, I feel bad calling it bad because bad's not a descriptive enough word. It's that bad. Uh, Bishop Memorial tweets, who's the guy in WWE or back in WCW that could have, should have been a star, but just never had the right gimmick or push? Well, I'll tell you uh, uh, some guys that did have the right gimmick but didn't get pushed all the way like we should have. In WCW, when I was on TV, we had a group of guys called Three Count. Uh, Shane Helms, who's my buddy, Shannon Moore, who I'm very close to, and uh, Evan Courageous, and they were doing a boy band gimmick. They were a boy band. They had a song they would come out and lip sync before every match. They dressed the part. They looked the part. It was a brilliant gimmick, but our creative didn't understand that boy bands were so big then. Late 90s, early 2000s, In Sync. I forget the other dumbass na- group's name. In Sync, what was the other one? Backstreet Boys, that's it. 98 Degrees, I think one was called. And even today, there's some there's some uh, residue with that. Look at how big that Harry Styles group was, whatever they were called. I, I'm actually glad I can't remember their, their group's name. I, let me tell you, though, Harry Styles, I've seen him in enough movies and heard enough of his music and seen him on enough talk shows. That kid has charisma dripping off him, and he is a great talent. Not my cup of tea, what he does. Well, the movie, he was great in Dunkirk. But he, he's a hell of a talent. That kid is amazing. But so we never understood how big the boy band phenomenon was. As a result, we never gave three count the push the gimmick merited. And uh, that was to, well, one of the company's many feel- feelings in the dying days. 
Simon tweets, are Liverpool going to sign Alcantara or not? That's the guy from Bayern Munich who we're supposed to get. I don't know. I'd like to get him. I don't know if it's make or break after you go 32-3-3 the prior season. Donnie tweets, uh, do you follow UFC at all? Will you ever? Uh, no. Well, I mean, I used to watch McGregor in his prime and Rousey in their prime because that was just, they were big names who transcended UFC. I was a Frank Mir fan and obviously a Brock Lesnar fan. But, you know, and, and kind of John Bones Jones, who I guess is moving up to heavyweight now, but but no, I really don't care a ton. By the way, that, uh, is it Alcantara or Alcantara? I'll have to learn it if we sign him. Uh, I'd love to get the guy because you can't stand Pat no matter how good your team was the year before. you got to improve it. But uh, you don't overpay either. You, you, you overpay when the guy's worth it. I'm not sure he's worth it. Van Dyke and Allison, they were worth it. And I'm not even sure we overpaid given the results we got with those two. RD tweets, what's your favorite white cloth flavor? Black cherry. Black cherry over a ton of ice. Oh, we never got to the phones. Oh, well, worked out great anyway. 412333. Somebody tweets, how can you not like Jim Rome? Uh, I didn't say I hated him. I just, I don't get the delivery, even though my delivery is a bit similar. Oh, wait, breaking news. Brooke Pryor, who covers the Steelers for ESPN, said, I can't describe what occurred between Zach Banner and TJ Watt during one team period beyond a couple close disagreements. But let's say we saw some emotions today. TJ, if you're listening, kick his fat ass up and down the field. Booyah. Up next, I tell you something I hate. Yeah, I said fat ass. I could say fat ass. I'm a fat ass. 105.9 X.